0: One of the things I find very interesting at the luxury level, particularly, and and oddly enough, even at Couture, is that um, skills really matter, I think, to be successful. I think when you look at someone like Daniel Roseberry, who's at Schiaparelli, the fact that he can draw the whole collection, that he can go into the workrooms and do the fittings, that he can talk about how they're actually going to produce the pieces, although some of them are so extraordinary, he's got the skill to know that he can make them work and walk along a catwalk skills. What do you think about being able to do it all?
1: I think it's really important. I think there are too many generalists in the world. We, we don't need more generalists. Actually, we need to make sure we have the right kind of specialists. So I, I'm with you, Tony. And if I think about when I first started in the industry, I started in um, Chelsea Girl. was then chelsea girl uh, you know and i was taught you know there was a pattern cutting room downstairs and we had what you called in-house production we bought the cloth from prato from italy and we'd ship it in to the warehouse and we cut our own patterns downstairs they would buy trims um you name it shoulder pads buttons interlining so you were taught as a sort of a novice buyer you know you you spent time in the pattern room with the pattern cutters and and the people that bought the trims and you knew what what sort of quality of shoulder pad you would need to give you a, a certain look so i always appreciated having what i called those inside out skills where i could cost a garment from cloth you know because I knew how much everything it <laughs> was sort of were, were costed and, and they taught me downstairs, you know, how to how to put a how to put a costing together. So when I went out to manufacturers to negotiate on on things that you know were already and were ready made and, and that sort of thing, of course I was it was always wonderful to be able to really question them on every single element because I knew and they'd always dread me coming in because you know I'd have them for every pence and I'd say I don't understand why this shoulder pad is cost this when we're buying it in the UK for this so they'd have to take the price down they put the price down but unless you know those things yeah. you can't negotiate properly it's just a general price that you think feels wrong and that's not really the way to get the Chinese manufacturer to rethink their price so in terms of skills, I think I just am so proud and pleased of places like London College of Fashion who continue to teach and educate young people about those very skills. And for me, pattern cutting is everything, as as an ex-tailoring buyer, you know, the skill uh, uh, of those people. And yes, we've automated it now, the cutting with lecture and things like that, but, you know, we need somebody to be able to create that initial pattern. Um, So for me, maybe I'm old fashioned, but I just don't understand how buyers nowadays don't understand these things or want to know. Um, As far as designers are concerned, You know, I don't think you can be a decent designer without having the knowledge and the skill and the find out. You've got to be curious and you've got to find out if you don't know. Um, So I think they're priceless, priceless skills. I think it's very important that we champion anyone that has been to college to study this sort of thing. And I think it's important that, you know, we continue to champion them at course level as well and not put young people off wanting to study those particular skills with the fear that that perhaps they won't get a job. They're skills for life and they'll always have them and they will be needed.
0: I think for me, one of the things I've found interesting over many years in the business is that the basics kind of remain true. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And if you understand how garments are made and you understand the process from cloth through to consumer and know what the stages are, wherever you sit in that piece, whether you sit at the very beginning and you're working with fabric people, or whether you sit at the very end and you're working in the retail, if you you understand that it's a series of nuts and bolts with experts at every level, I don't see how you can really work in fashion. It's like being an architect and not knowing anything about doors.
1: Yeah, exactly that. Not understanding the weight of a material and therefore what outcome it'll give you in comparison to the, the the design that you want. You know, some fabric, however wonderful on the swatch on its own, won't give you the end result if there is a complexity Yeah, to, to the design. You've got to know what is suitable for what? And you can only do that through practice, through learning and through understanding of how fabric's made and how it reacts when you start stitching it and sewing it and how it reacts when you start man- manipulating it. Um, you're right, I, I don't see how, because surely if we don't have those skills in this country, we get end up with bland garments, garments that don't seem right, that don't look good on a hanger because the incorrect cloth has been selected. Um, or chosen, or it, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. And my understanding is that, you know, I see a lot of buyers nowadays are, are generalists. They don't, they don't understand a garment in, inside out. And I think that's sad. You know, that means we need to rely on designers more, pattern cutters more, people that understand, you know, the fabric selectors, the fabric purchasers, people that understand the warp and the weft, People that go to Italy to the cloth shows, you know, oh, what joy and what memory, you know, spend ages with the agents and the manufacturers asking why, why does the, why does the cloth react like this? You know, what are we using? What's the yarn count? Why? Why does that look like that? Why does it end up being like that? So that's the way to learn. And that's how I learned in, in, in those days. So even though I didn't go to college to study design, um, I made it my business through Chelsea Girl to learn, um,
0: yeah. to
1: learn about those very, very basic skills, which, let's face it, you're absolutely right, are still the
0: fundamental basics. Nothing once, you, <laughs> once you've got them, they will stay with you for life because fashion may change. But basically understanding the difference between a tweed and a cut and sew knit or whatever, a jersey. And I think it's it's one of the things that one, one doesn't like to say it, but the idea in Marks & Spencer's that you are a buyer for yogurt and then you're a buyer for knitwear has always seemed to me to be flying in the whole face of what a product is about, that you should have in-depth knowledge. And that is something that, with every year and every decade that goes by, gets you know, deeper and deeper because you carry on learning.
1: Absolutely. And I remember legendary buyers when I was starting out um, at at Chelsea Girl or, you know, um, at River Island Then it became, where, you know, the knitwear buyer would have been a knitwear designer before that so basically from Scotland and I'll never forget her and what I learned from her the denim buyer was legendary you know she'd been to every factory um, Mm. from Morocco through to through to China she knew the finishing and the dyeing and the weight and you you, you weren't just a generalist, you, you, you had a speciality and you were the buyer of that particular product line because of what you knew. And no one could get anything by you. And you were absolutely on the latest the latest wash or trend or whatever it was. Um, and to think that that doesn't that might not exist nowadays in that shape or form is is sad because I think we're letting the consumer down.
0: I think one of the interesting things is that that because we do so much through a screen now, there is an assumption that it's all all right, but it isn't. Because just as in the same way that eventually you have to taste food, you have to touch clothes. And I think that is one of the fundamentals that some of it is, is missing, is going back to what you're saying about going to the fairs going to see stuff, doing comparative shopping, trying clothes on. I'm always saying to students, go into shops where you can't afford the clothes, but if you had the money, try them on. Sometimes you'd be shocked that you wouldn't actually spend your money on them because once you try them on, you go, you know what? I always thought I'd be shopping here, but now I've spent half an hour in the shop trying it on. Actually, it's not as great as I thought it was. It's the proof of the pudding is in the eating expression. You know, I think you have to actually be hands-on.
1: Correct. And there's no shortcut in fashion, is what no. you're saying, Tony. And you're absolutely right. It's hard slog. And you cannot be buying things without trying things on because you would be shocked at some of the horrors that you've you know I've lusted over things for months online (laughs) gone into the store tried it on and thought I just don't believe this and still it's a shock to me and you're absolutely there is no shortcut you've got to feel it and you've got to try it on and you've got to schlep around the shops it's a job and I laugh because I can't go shopping with any friends I never have been because shopping to me is a is a moment of sort of pincer movement it's, it's, it's a, you know we're taught from a very early age weren't we how to shop properly yeah. as a as a sort of a, a commercial based you know buyer and shopper of things you spot things so you do the whole store first and then you do it by by sort of floor and, and then your, your eye is is just automatically drawn you'll be able to take everything in and then concentrate on the bits that you know you've got to go back to and then find a the thing that has to be tried on so our way of looking at things and our way of shopping is completely different to sort of the leisure pursuit of, you know, wandering along. Um, I, it's a job for me and I love it. <laughs> and I can't take anyone else on that experience. <laughs> That's my experience alone. You know. <laughs> oh,
0: but it's the thing about knowledge is power, yeah. which is a very old expression, but it still is. You can't know too much. Yeah. And going back to the skills, you know, with London College of Fashion, You know, it was founded on trade schools. I'm often asked why we have three fashion colleges in London. And I say, but they're all founded and continue to develop from very different beginnings. That CSM was founded from a fine art background, London College of Fashion from trade schools, and RCA from a Vogue editor. And if you look at them, it's very clear how different the three courses are but with lcf particularly that idea that we have very specialized courses like bespoke tailoring like makeup and prosthetics for performance that we have courses that are also very very much based on handwork that yes. you know it's it's like i jokingly ask students you know particularly would you want a machine to cut your fringe on your hair and they yes. all look horrified yeah, you know, because it may be 2022, but we want a hairdresser, you know, and I think though that hand-eye stuff, it's its will we go back to teaching people to write properly?
1: It's true, and it, we mustn't lose the skill. It, it's no. just imperative. And in fact, it's more important now Um, than ever because a it's under threat and b it's the basis of everything that we do so it's those you know it's a bit like when they talked about I don't know books you know everyone was going to read on a kindle uh actually no, no because the smell and the touch of a new book cannot be replaced and whilst a kindle is fine if you want 10 books to take you know instead of putting 10 books in your suitcase you put them on the kindle and take them on a holiday fine but no one's going to give up books in the same way with fashion you know we expect that individual touch even on a white t-shirt it's really really important otherwise why do we bother everything needs to be exquisite now because we mustn't be producing things for the sake of it There has to be a quality and there has to be a skill, a person behind that garment, inputting into that garment that makes it special.
0: And I think it goes back to what we were saying previously about retail, is that if we're making better, less, but really desirable, whether it is the white t-shirt or whether it is the fabulous embroidered jacket, I think that those skills actually will increase in value during the coming years as we look at even at the lowest level of price and simplest design it's got to have some kind of integrity to earn its place in the shop online and in our wardrobes and our lives
1: exactly that special and speciality and specialism it is the key and is going to remain so um, and actually grow in importance I am absolutely with you Tony
0: great I think that's the perfect point to end thank you